It's time for the Power Hour of Love, starring Charboil and El Bandito. Welcome to the Fiesta. Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Hour of Love. I'm Charbo and with me is... El Bandito. Hey El Bandito, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing good, senor. We had a super action-packed weekend with WrestleMania 33. Oh, you know it, man. I know we were <laughs> definitely marking out there, you know, just getting all <laughs> excited for, you know, what was going to happen, you know, a barrel full of surprises. Yeah, and, I can tell you all my expectations were broken. Oh, well, we'll definitely get into those in a minute, man. But I have to say, I was surprised by the length of WrestleMania this year. I mean, no doubt. it used to be like a four-hour show, but now it's like a seven-hour extreme extravaganza i was like man that's that's a lot of wrestling <laughs> you know i mean hey more power to them you know it's the biggest you know wrestling event of the year mm-hmm. but yeah absolutely it was no what amazes me is that it's seven hours but there's hardly any storytelling exactly. you know like i i know watching like monday night raws and things back in the day like freaking you know you're, you're lucky if you got 40 minutes of wrestling all night sure because there'd sure. be so much people coming out there being like oh you cheated with my girlfriend and yeah, you stole yeah. my best friend and you betrayed me and you took my submarine sandwich whatever yeah and then they all have reasons to fight but man a wrestlemania boy there's there's no talking. There's no, like you better know the feuds because no one says nothing. <laughs> you know, in one way, I do like that because you know, like mm-hmm. in the older WrestleManias, you could pick them up and be like, oh yeah, okay, Razor Ramon took on Shawn Michaels. It really didn't matter what you sure. know they had done leading up to it. It was just it was an awesome match, but. I think where it kind of falls flat in some areas is where some of these matches look really good on paper, but, but then in execution, they they uh, they didn't really live up to the hype. I, I yeah, think well, to, to me, it's just funny that we have these uh, like they they play like a promo video, sure, uh, sure. Uh, of like things that have happened on old episodes and things like this, but no one actually comes out and does any feud stuff. You know, like yeah. the the biggest one to me was the. Uh, you know, the two, you know, the Randy Orton mm-hmm. and Bray Wyatt, like, yes. had a long video describing, like, all their relationship together, and then neither one said anything to each other. Yeah. They just got in the ring and started fighting. But same thing with the John Cena, Nikki Bella, the mm-hmm. Miz, Maurice match, which I thought was going to have a lot more, like, kind of attitude and flair to it. Sure. Um, which just turned out to be a whole, like, six-month leading up thing to just John <laughs> Cena you know, proposing on WrestleMania, but hey, whatever, he earned it. <laughs> sure, and that's that's kind of, you know, when we were kind of watching, I was kind of like, oh my gosh, but like, the more and more I thought about it, you know, hey, he's done a lot for the company. Sure. And it's kind of cool that they're like bringing that to the forefront. It's like mm-hmm. being that, like, they do that Total Divas show on like E! Network, mm-hmm. like they've, they haven't beaten around the bush that, you know, her and John Cena were a couple, so it's like, yeah. I think this kind of lends a hand to that, you know, demographic sure. as well. So yeah, you know that that was that was neat, and it definitely definitely one of those 
heartfelt moments of, of WrestleMania where you're kind of just like, oh, man, okay, that's cool. You know, like where it's like, oh, yeah, remember WrestleMania 33? That's where John Cena proposed to Nikki. It had like that mm-hmm. WrestleMania moment written all over it. But, hey, man, before we start talking about all the cons of WrestleMania, con, um, <laughs> why don't we talk about probably what I, I know we both agree is probably the biggest pro of the whole night. Hey, I, th- I thought we just agreed that that John Cena thing was all right. Why'd you call it a con all of a sudden? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I meant like earlier when we were yeah. saying that. that you're you know, like, there's going to be a lot of terrible shit. <laughs> yeah, well, we did. Hey, I figured, hey, you know, let's talk about the good and then we'll kind of sure. shit on the bad. No, we'll do the, uh, we'll do the WrestleMania sandwich. Say exactly. something good up front, tell you about all the crap in the middle, and then something yeah. good on the end. No, no, no. I do agree that the, the Brie Bella John Cena thing was a good moment. Nikki you know? Bella, Nikki Bella. I know oh, you kept sorry. saying, I, I hope that's her twin sister. Oh, <laughs> Hey, that would be a now that would be a WrestleMania moment. That would be a good storyline. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Swan yeah, gets down on one knee and is like, "I've been fucking your sister." I know, and then of course Daniel Bryan comes out. He's like, "I can't wrestle, but I'm mad at you, John." And John's like, "Shut up! You're lucky you still have a job." Well, just, I think yeah. Triple H is channeling all the Daniel Bryan with that beard of his. He's, he's going for it. Keep going, Triple H. It looks good. You know it. You know. It. But let's talk about the part that I know we definitely marked out. While we were watching it, that we were yeah. just like, no way. So go ahead and tell them about El Bandito. Oh, no, that's all you. I'm not going to steal your thunder. All right. Well, yeah, it's definitely, I'm sure, you know, anyone who's a wrestling fan probably knows what we're about to say. It was definitely the return of the Hardy Boys. Wait, you wait. Know, how, how come I always feel like I'm in I'm in your shadow, Senor Bull? You, you, you never let me tell the good stories, Senor Bull. It's always, oh, it's Char Bull and El Bandito's Power Hour. I've had enough. I've had enough of it. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> oh, I got you. You're, you're going to be broken El Bandito now? <laughs> no, it was totally awesome to see the, the Hardy Boys come in. I mean, we had kind of that inkling of a feeling when they kind of dropped the belts at Ring of Honor, and it was kind of like a little bit of a buzz, sure. but kind of that it was sort of that kind of thing that everyone's sitting around thinking, boy, like that's such a cool fucking idea. Oh yeah, that yeah. it's probably never gonna happen. But <laughs> well, you know, it was like one of those things. You know, being over the last year, you know, Matt Hardy reinventing himself and yes. like becoming probably like the biggest non WWE based wrestling thing that everyone's talking about. Probably like the only reason people were even watching TNA. Mm-hmm. Like you knew they were eyeballing them like even once we yeah. heard they had left tna mm-hmm. you know and even when i heard oh they're kind of doing a little stint at ring of honor i was like ah, i still have a feeling they're gonna end up back on sure you know i mean triple h and vince mcmahon aren't stupid <laughs> you know they're like hey we need to get this under our umbrella you yeah know? yeah plus the tag team division's been weak weak yeah weak. i mean i know we're both fans of enzo and big Cass. like mm. i think we you know they it's cool that they're kind of still not letting them conquer you sure. know that it's still a fight for them mm-hmm. but um because that's that's yeah. a lot of what wrestling is is watching people build up to the success which is i think why we have such a hard time with most of the show today because you're you see people like kevin owens and yeah. seth rollins your aj styles all these guys that have been champions over and over and over again and you kind of don't care exactly. if they're going to be a champion or not, not but a then, challenge yeah when, when you start getting in the, the daniel bryans who try and try and try and get fired yep. and try and try yep. and try yep. you know they're the people you want to see become champions so you know I, what i think is eventually roman reigns is going to stink for so long <laughs> that we're, we're going to start caring about him winning stuff again but and, and that could be you know <laughs> it's really how they write him in and, and you know who they put him up against and yeah all, but, all that but getting back to the tag team division there um you know the uh the xavier woods and and all this what's the name of their their uh, little the group? new day the, the new, new day, day. yes yeah. i'm sorry I, I we have a local wrestling guy that has a similar name so i was getting confused <laughs> but anyways uh yeah the new day you know they're kind of like the funnest thing about yeah. tag yeah. teams right now 
Um, but boy, I can't even tell you the last time like I saw them wrestle at an sure, event. You know, it sure. seems like they do more talking than anything else, which is fine. I mean, they're funny and everything. But you need a mix of the both. Right? Yeah, I yeah. want to see them kick some ass. You know, I mean, we we saw them in the Royal Rumble. They they just got thrown out in like two <laughs> seconds. You know, so it's kind of like man. And then they the fact that they weren't going to be in, in in this tag team match was sure. really to me like oh what the hell. So, but it was cool that they weren't going to be in it, and then they were like, "There's going to be another group in it." So you still kind of like that they're just going to say themselves, yeah, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. And I love that. Yeah, they they popped that Hardy Boys music, and it was just like, man, boy, I, I was back in 1999. You know? <laughs> know it, and I know a couple of our friends were at the live event. Yes, and they heard. They said the pop you heard on TV mm-hmm. like doesn't compare to how loud <laughs> it was in the building when those guys when that music hit. Even before yeah. they walked out, once people heard that music, they were like. Bruh. <laughs> they just went, they went nuts. I, yeah. I know exactly what they're talking about. I saw a dark match in the Miami arena in uh, like, oh boy, maybe 2001 where the rock showed up and I can tell you, you know, triple H was there, you know, mankind, all, all yep. the big stars. But when the rock came out in Miami, boy, the, the chairs in the stadium shook. People <laughs> were cheering so damn much. So I can imagine, you know, for the return of Matt and Jeff Hardy at a, at a ladder freaking match. Yep. Yeah, you know, oh, just just amazing. They must have sh- like shook that building, man. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know that's the thing. It was the most electrifying moment of the night. It was, and after that, I don't think the. <laughs> It just, it never regained that momentum. I think that took so much energy even out of the crowd that it was like, it was really hard. Oh, plus also, you know, over the like, you know, uh, seven hours of wrestling (laughs) that they had to go with, you know, it's like, there's that pivotal point where it's like, even when I saw the, the Miami, you know, match with the undertaker and, and, and triple H, Mm -hmm. like that took a lot out of us, but we knew we still had the rock and John Cena coming. So we were able to kind of have a couple matches to rest. And then we really pumped Mm -hmm. it back. Mm-hmm. Indoor in that last match, I don't think that ever happened. You no, know? I it, mean, it, I, I, I personally feel like it's not a good sign when the first ladies match was the second most exciting match of the night to me. Sure, I mean, watching sure. Bailey win over Charlotte was like yeah. a fun, good match to it me. They did good. some kind of crazy good. stuff on the top rope there. It was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you were kind of rooting for her because she was kind of sure. the underdog there. So that that was a lot of fun. And I mean, I you know I missed part of that Shane McMahon. Yeah, match. I missed yeah. like all the good stuff, and I heard that's a spectacular match. But dude, I don't, I, I, I could care less about AJ Styles. Like, God, why is he yeah. fighting some nobody? You know. <laughs> um, but well, yeah, I mean, the Triple H Seth Rollins match, man, yeah. snooze fest, twenty five minutes. I think I went to have some chicken wings and came back and it was over. Well, I, I, I didn't miss anything. I have to say, like, yeah, I think you know we all know that you know the Undertaker hung up his hat and coat, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think Triple H needs to go hang up his crown because <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he's in such good shape. Like, he looks like he could really put on a show, but he needs to get somebody there worth putting on a show with, you know? And I know it's not that. I mean, I'm sure Steph Rollins is still recuperating from his injury, but I saw him the next night on Raw, and he was bouncing all over. So, I mean, mean, we know how kayfabe kind of gets in there, and they, they, they work it over. But it's like... I think they could have done, they could have made it, you know what, sometimes, yeah. you know, the, the amount of time, if they had a better 10-minute match, you know, that was more interesting, mm-hmm. that, you know, it's like almost like the quality Dude, over quantity. It, yeah, I can tell you right now, that entire match completely revolved around them knocking Stephanie through a table. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was the beginning and end of that match. Which is know? even on Raw, Vince came out and talked about, it. like, yeah, they wanted that to be the focal point. Sure, of, yeah, know. so it was like, 
well, who the hell cares, you know? And then <laughs> she dude, shouldn't have been up there in the first place. Freaking right? Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. I, 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 I don't even. Th- I could fill a sack full of my disappointment <laughs> from those two already. Yeah, that was know? pretty bad. You know, just uh, four and a half minutes for one. Come on, man. You guys are superstars. Yeah, you know, yeah. two moves each. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They only did two moves for four and a half minutes. They're gonna put that on a Nintendo system. Like if there was like you know a, a Nintendo game feature, in them, it would be gonna... more exciting to see whether or not someone tapped R at the right time. But yeah. Yeah, it's just just boring. I mean, you guys are just too big and yeah. too boring to be just doing that. Yeah. I mean, they, they have no personality really pushing through any of that. And, like, they're trying so hard to be like, oh, look at Goldberg with his kid and his family and everything. Yeah. And, yeah. oh, Brock Lesnar's going to beat him up. But I'm tired of listening to Paul Heyman talk about how great fucking yeah. Brock Lesnar is. I mean, just propose already, you know? <laughs> well, I think it's safe to say at this point we're not going to see that again. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, if Goldberg will come back and face him or mm-hmm. if he's, like, done. I know they said afterwards, like, he did have to go to the hospital because yeah. I guess he just – he that's the thing. I mean, he's 50 years old. Yeah, so, you know, and, and I mean, know. I was going to say that, you know, it's just – you know, I don't expect too much out of Goldberg. He's in phenomenal sure. shape. Yeah. But, you know w- – w- you know, back in the Attitude Era, people were retiring at 30, 34 yeah. years old, you yeah. know, stuff like that. And I know we joke about seeing your Undertakers and Ric Flair's wrestling sure, until, sure. you know, they're ready to pass out. But that's so few and far between. I mean, when you really think of all the rosters, all the Royal Rumbles of 20-man tags, like, there's not a lot of people that really put that much into it. And, yeah. you know, I'm never really going to knock Goldberg for not having a 45-minute match sure, out there. Sure, sure, sure. But, I mean... But yeah, that was do a couple yeah. moves. I mean, look yeah. at the Undertaker go out there and put on a show. Yeah, I mean, he's there 20, 25 minutes, you know, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and he's not doing any kind of high intensity, no crazy shit because he knows his body and he knows his pace. And yep. that's fine. Like we're totally fine watching a match like that. But give it to us. Don't yeah. just shortchange us with this like attitude of like, oh, well, we're just such big monsters that like one move will totally incapacitate yeah. someone. Yeah, like, ten, come on. Yeah, ten or twelve, you know, belly to back suplexes and then a, a F five and then that's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're saying, man. It was very it, 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 Goldberg and I, I'm. I just I'm glad that that's over with. Yeah, now. they they need to just move on. And even <laughs> and even on Monday, it looks like now Brock's gonna face Braun Strowman, so it's another big guy. So I don't yeah. I don't know that, that's probably not even gonna be worth watching. But <laughs> but yeah, let's talk a little bit about the Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton thing real quick. Like okay. I get the idea, like they were trying to do, like you sure. know, give Bray this like spiritual, you know, because the Undertaker's out, mm-hmm. so they need someone, but. I don't know. We even rewatch it. It looked corny as hell. I'm sorry. Cool for them trying something new, but that—that's that. If they would have done that in the '80s, it's one thing. But you know, it's like, yeah, I don't. I don't think that has a place in today's. Yeah, of course you're talking about like the the projecting worms and cockroaches (sighs) down on the on the yeah on the ring mat. You're like, okay, come on, whatever, dude. But it's something that can't be portrayed live. Besides, Mm -hmm. like you said, like on the screens, Mm -hmm. you know, it's 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 something purely for the TV. And that's another thing. The the cameras are so good now that they catch every like miss move and stuff. And that's the hard part. I'm sure if you're at the event, Mm -hmm. I think people had a much better time than we did yeah. like watching it because yeah like you know those last couple matches they just they were very underwhelming mm-hmm. you know they weren't the thing that hey this is world wrestling entertainment and mm-hmm. i wasn't very entertained no by anything post the hardy boys match which no, you know, the, the, <laughs> the only thing left in the kitchen was a, a crudite platter and when i'm more interested in eating broccoli than watching the match <laughs> There's something wrong. But if you want to talk about catching every little misstep of the uh, WrestleMania here, um, we can't not give the the ultimate championship Botchamania super belt 
to miss Alexa Bliss for oh. her exciting performance of doing what zero moves yeah. for her entire. I mean, that poor girl. She's cute as a button, but boy, I don't think she connected a single move. Not one. That was yeah. That they have. I, I I don't. They should just have the the women's thing all together. And I I, I don't know. I did. Yeah. Same thing. Because the, yeah. the division that they have is they've they, they haven't split them properly like they put yeah. all the good chicks on one night and all the crappy chicks on the other night yeah and you're yeah. like man that is crazy but ha- hands off to the naomi yes for yeah, having an yeah. amazing ring entrance that with was the black awesome. light yeah. and her hair and yeah. you know i don't know about the twerk and she don't need to be up there twerking <laughs> but whatever you know like uh just all the rest of it was super fun she was the hometown and hero too, dude right? i'll tell that was yeah. the most pumped up i was like sure. since post yeah yeah post hardy's uh you know like that really got me excited because it was just a lot of energy back in the room and it's kind of the appeal that Fandango had. You just yeah. you get the crowd excited to see what's going to happen, and then that match is just like a joke. Yeah. When, you know? Well, definitely. You know, I know we got to wrap it up because we have an awesome night of video game stuff coming at you guys. But we Absolutely. definitely want to say, you know, thank you, Taker. Yeah, you know, it's all over the place. You know, even if like we didn't completely enjoy the final match, mm-hmm. like. You know, he, it had nothing to do with the Undertaker yeah. being bad. I mean, it's yeah. all about Roman Reigns completely like pussying out and not fucking tombstoning him when he should have. <laughs> you know, and he, you know, you're like, dude, you're going up against the Undertaker. You're retiring him. Yeah, do some fucking you know yeah. back raises. You know, do some fucking good mornings at the gym and get the fucking taker up and fucking tombstone that, that guy. Because if he'd have yeah. tombstoned him and ended that match 15 minutes earlier, we all would have been happy. Absolutely. But, you know, not to drag this on too much, but we were talking about it yesterday. Mm. And the, the, the one thing that made the match suck is the fact that we watched Roman Reigns just wear out an old man. Yeah. You know, exactly. and, and that, that like yeah. the Undertaker didn't deserve that, you know, yeah. and but that's what it looked like was that through attrition, he just wore him out. Yeah. And uh, and it's, that wasn't the kind of heroic send off that he deserved. I mean, he deserved to get beat by someone who was better than him or sure. stronger than him or just that little bit younger yeah. than him. Yep. But yep. to see him go down to someone who just didn't pass out was less like watching Rocky and you yeah. know more like watching rocky six <laughs> exactly no you i i completely agree with y'all bandito and he's definitely still getting tons of heat you know he came out on raw <laughs> said like two or three words and then left you know so and people just they would not i, I mm-hmm. mean he was he he was like oh i got you guys in the palm of my hand you know because every time he'd bring the mic up they'd start yelling shit and stuff. <laughs> so they're not gonna let him forget it so yeah. you know what i mean hey in a sense you know, you do kind of have to feel a little bad for Roman Reigns because, sure. I mean, there's the writers that go into mm-hmm. this and mm-hmm. that's, that could be for a completely other topic. But, yeah, like from the phys- you know, physicality standpoint, you're right. I think if mm-hmm. you would have tombstone The Undertaker, that would have really like cemented it as like, all right, cool, you, you sent them off. And, you yep. know, that, what was it, like five Superman punches on a spear? Yeah, yeah and I, like I, an off-the-ring rope fucking stupid spear yeah, thing. Yeah, it was like bouncing the, around. The ultimate warrior can do shit like that. You can't yeah. Roman Reigns. So. <laughs> all right, well. Well, we, we you know, stick with us, guys. We got a bunch of cool video game stuff coming at you this this episode. Uh, we're also gonna have our buddy party man Will joining us. And uh, but for now, here's a new track from More or Less called Hate Rap. the norm 
And very proud of that fact, no slackers ever taken. Bring raps to save your bacon like a holy flower tortilla. We receive it on a daily basis, yeah, we got power. Lyrics in the tracks, they make a statement that your average logo kept gun toting the can't hack. Like Johnny Lee Miller, zero cool like a pool on the roof, you're a prank act. Me, I just rock it to a full house, thumbs up, saying you got it, dude. Drop the two, not enthused with fake accents. Rap how we talk, we live and take action. From the north down to south by southwest, the type of house guest to get the good couch bed. This ain't disposable property. A crown stay fresh. Like local broccoli. So probably the probability of giving props to you is like if more or less just stop watching Dr. Who, Violets and Maybachs. We don't display that. You say that we're fake cats. Yo, how should we take that? Skills in your face, Jack. And you can't replace that. It's word bird. L- love by people who hate rap. Violence and Maybachs. We don't display that. You say that we're fake cats. How should we take that? Skills in your face, Jack. And you can't replace that. It's more or less. Rocking any topic, taking all the boxes and never have to jock shit. Anybody else is doing that's the move that box kids into a deal where they don't feel to be themselves an option. Guess we're the exception, rapping with affection. In this cold war regime, the glory be defected. Not what you expected. We got the glow like Destro, armed with words that shine off the dome. Like styrofoam, pack up your preconceptions and seek the unique speak weaved into these sections. Beats infected. Your entire anatomy proving that rapping what you thought it had to be casually. We're never sounding crabby. Save the period drama for Downton Abbey. Or frowning cabby. Not getting tipped. Yo, you, you can't, can't hate rap, rap if you're not into this. Violence and Maybachs. We don't display that. You say that we're fake cats. Yo, how should we take that? Skills in your face, Jack. And you can't replace that. It's one bird. Love by people who hate rap. Violence and Maybachs. We don't display that. You say that we're fake cats. How should we take that? Skills in your face, Jack. And you can't replace that. It's more or less. Love by people who hate And that was more or less with his new track, Hate Rap. What'd you think of that one, El Bandito? Oh, that was a great song, man. I I, I love the message in there, you know? <laughs> Absolutely, man. And I know I've heard that before going to some of these like nerdcore shows and stuff mm-hmm. where people will be like, I don't really like rap, but I mean, I like this nerdcore stuff. You know, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's almost like, hey, man, you got to kind of like, you got to, you got to like it all. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause it, it's stupid to say, I don't like rap, but I like nerdcore rap. You're like, no, then you just don't like the content of other rap, but yeah. it's still rap. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. You, in a way, yeah, you're right. They're kind of like insulting, like yeah. the nerdcore being like, just ain't real rap. Yeah. But, that track comes off of his new uh, CD. Uh, I guess I should say album. You know, uh, it's called "Blow the Fuck Up But Stay Humble." <laughs> you know, you can find super great name. Absolutely, you can find that on iTunes, Spotify. You know, all the all the cool download sites and stuff. But so yeah, definitely go out there, uh, throw more or less some some dough, and and get yourself that that uh, new album. Well, hey, El Bandito, we got a surprise for tonight. Oh, yeah? What do we got? Oh, man, we got someone very special, near and dear to us in our heart, you know, on the, the love line. Ooh, I see the light blinking over here. So, okay, this is our first official live in-studio call on the love line. And like we told you guys, it's on 24-7. And if you catch us while we're in-studio recording, we'll put you live on the air. So feel free to drop us a line anytime. Leave us a message or let us know what's up at one 844 love But for right now, we're going to go to Party Man Will on the love line. Guess who's back? Back. 
back again, again. Will is back, back <laughs> with his friend, friend. Awesome, man. How are you doing tonight? It sounds, yeah, it sounds, uh, how's he doing? I know he's doing the party man's party and you can oh, tell. Oh, right yeah. There. Yeah, yeah, partying like on my, my front porch smoking a cigarette. It's, it's <laughs> hey, you, you save a lot of your partying for the weekend. You yeah, know? yeah, party. That's pretty, pretty much, dude. <laughs> well, hey, man, you know, we're glad you called in tonight because you actually get to be part of a brand new segment. Oh, is it? Pod- oh, no, no. That's your favorite segment is Podunk News. Oh, it's a brand new segment. <laughs> well, tonight we're definitely going to dive into our other favorite segment, which is Video Game Zone. But uh, we're get- we have a brand new one coming at you, which is probably going to be my new favorite segment because it's mostly <laughs> about me. <laughs> this one's called Boil's Best. And the whole concept behind this one is that I've been playing uh, some games, you know, video games and maybe board games and stuff like that, that a lot of other people maybe not have been exposed to. So I'm going to help try to expose those to all y'all. <laughs> well, one of the, one of the things we like to do with this is, uh, you know, give the the rating scale, which, you know, being that we're the power of love, we like to rate in hearts. Aww. So uh, as I go through... Powerful hearts. Powerful hearts. I like that. (laughs) I like that a lot. So to kick it off, well, the first game we have on here is uh, Deadpool, which came out back in 2013. The uh, the pro for uh, Deadpool is would be you get to play as Deadpool, which yeah. is cool. They got a great voice actor for it. It's not mm. you know Ryan Reynolds or whatever. Sure. This game was made before the movie came. Yeah, out. in 2013, this would predate the movie. It is kind of a beat 'em up game, but it has a beautiful story with a lot of Marvel comic book characters interwoven into it, um, who have who haven't got to make an appearance in the MCU or the X Men universe or anything like that. So there's a lot of really cool nods and comic book gimmicks in it. So for real Deadpool fans, I shouldn't say real, like, you know, just because you like the movie, you're not real. But for diehard Deadpool fans, this is a game you're really going to enjoy. Absolutely. I like how El Bandito called it a beautiful story, considering it's Deadpool. That's that's kind of like saying an ICP song is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm just saying I, I love that game more than Alexis Truck. Well, <laughs> I was going to say definitely, you know, yeah, calling Deadpool beautiful, definitely with that, you know. <laughs> it is. It's beautiful. Well, one of the other things I really liked, one of the other pros about the game was that it had the fourth wall humor, which, you know, Deadpool is most known for. You know, sure. even, you know, he pretty much he acknowledges that he's in a video game, so that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Now oh, I'm come gonna... on. You don't you didn't think the 8-bit segment was worth mentioning. <laughs> that, that was that, that was definitely cool. That that would definitely yeah. be on the, the pro list. No, but I would like to kind of dig into the cons. <laughs> but uh, one one of the cons I would say is that the enemies got very repetitive. Like you said, it is sure. a beat 'em up, so that yeah. does kind of go with the genre. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely. I mean, they tried to mix it up, like having like clones of like different X Men and stuff like that, even ones that mm-hmm. weren't in the game. But it just kind of like after a while, it was like, oh, here comes the exploding guys. Here's the shooting guy. You know, yeah. Just... At, at some point, it ends up being like the old Ninja Turtles, where you're like, how many fucking foot soldiers <laughs> do they have? I mean, metal costs I'm money in Dimension X, right? I was totally thinking of the side-scrolling Ninja Turtle arcade game. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, yeah. It does have a, a, a weird odd saving bug in it, too, where, like, mm. I would turn the game off at certain parts after it said it saved, and then I would go, turn the game back on, and I'd be somewhere completely different. So that was definitely <laughs> kind of infuriating. So that definitely knocked it down a couple hearts because I'm like, what, what the hell happened? Like, I was like, mm. you know, I thought maybe it was a joke. Like, it yeah. was like something I was supposed to catch on, but no, it just seemed like... 
the saving feature got all kind of whacked out more than once too. It wasn't just one time. So, so Bethesda made this game. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I I think it was a WB Studios. You remember that fucking (laughs) Batman game they made with fucking dump out every five seconds? Yeah, Yeah. Montreal. There you go. There you go. And them Canadians, they just finished the game in one turn. They they don't need saves. (laughs) So that, like I said, those those few things, it definitely got very uh, difficulty infuriating at times. But that's not really a con. Like that's you know, hey, it it makes it fun, challenging. I I wouldn't say it really has a lot of replay value. Like once you replay the story, it's kind of like sure, okay, you have upgrades and stuff you can get. But I mean, all in all, like I said, I had a lot of fun playing it but yeah i'd give it about three hearts out of the five okay but i do got a couple other games to talk about real quick you know uh the next game would be kentucky route zero which is a uh drinking game (laughs) it should be because i bet (laughs) you you, (laughs) i bet if you drank while you were playing this some more of the story would actually like make sense because one of the guys does have like an alcohol problem so i I say you he did yeah oh dude is mr fusion the protagonist (laughs) dude that's a very good comparison. Like, like, like the guy. Not that he. I mean, he doesn't act like a mystery, but I mean, yeah, just the you know the guy's. You know, he's a recovering alcoholic. But I don't want to give too much away as far as how the story. Sure. Goes so along. you're like, is he like Mister Fusion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is all. It, it is an adventure game. Uh, it can be done point and click with a you know control pad. It's not. It's not one where you have to you know point at everything. You kind of like walk around and interact with different things. But what's okay. cool is that there's no real way to lose or win the story. Like you kind of just progress in the game uh, uh, as the story unfolds, hmm. and your different decisions you know give you different uh, outcome. Absolutely, the uh, you know just the story itself is so intriguing that it keeps you playing, and like it, it, it's kind of hard to explain. But like in some parts, like you'll see like a different person's viewpoint of okay. the main characters, so it's almost like a, a J.R.R. Martin <laughs> novel <laughs> in a sense. But um, so, so everyone dies? Uh, no, no, that's the thing. I don't think anybody dies in the game, but it, it's still well. What 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 is it? You said it's an action game, though, right? Well, no, adventure. Adventure. You know? Yeah, like okay. like almost like the point and click adventure games of the past you know gotcha gotcha so you're like searching for shit and yeah things? okay yeah but like i said there's real no it's you're more or less playing it for the story not so much for like you know trying to put things sure. together but uh some of the pros to that one where it has a great story uh it's a very interesting adventure game definitely different from the other mold uh cool characters uh, some of the cons I would say in the game is that, you know, it, it, it kind of gets a little artsy at times. Like, I mean, it has like really cool, like it works with shadows. Like you might be outside of a building, but the building's just a shadow. And then when Ooh. you go inside, the outside becomes the shadow and you see, Ooh, but nice. okay. in other parts, like you're almost, I was kind of confused on what was going on because it got so artsy fartsy. Sure. <laughs> but I mean, the story itself keeps you going. Um, it also probably doesn't have a lot of replay value besides mm. maybe seeing what the other options Mm-hmm. do for you but i still think they kind of come to the same conclusion you know okay. so, and i'm going to give that one <laughs> four hearts but um definitely it's a pc exclusive and available on steam and stuff and four of the episodes have been released so far but the fifth one's still yet to be so the story's not done yet cool okay what else you got uh the uh, other game that I, I wanted to mention is this game called To the Moon. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you really of, like is that? Is that one. about a guy in the 50s who beats his wife? <laughs> <laughs> one of these days, Alice. Alice. <laughs> I also gave four hearts, too. Like I said, okay. I really, I'm really digging these two games. And uh, 
to the moon is a fully complete game. Uh, it's 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 almost like the uh, Super Nintendo level like RPGs like by okay. the, it's it's design. Yeah, like Final Fantasy six or five. Exactly, you know? but there's Four no million. There, <laughs> there's no battling that's in the game. You're actually oh. in this one going through and kind of also playing it for the story. There are some puzzles, so that okay. kind of breaks it up. But the whole concept behind the game is that you're these two scientists that go into the minds of people who are like terminally ill. And they kind of like go into their past and they try to like insert a memory that will kind of like let them pass on like peacefully. Hmm. So it's kind of, it's kind of almost. <laughs> you like, a jack. <laughs> yeah, it, it is, but it, it's a very heartfelt story. Like, you know, cause it's like kind of goes to this guy's relationship with sure. his wife and stuff. And it, it's, it, it definitely grabs you by the feels. That's Aww. for sure. So highly recommended. Um, Definitely, yeah, prose being very emo- emotional storytelling and, you know, interesting character and concepts. Uh, the cons would be that it's, it was made in RPG Maker, which mm. is a thing any of us can download <laughs> and like kind of make our own RPG. Uh, but um, it also, I would say, and I know it's kind of, it was weird for a con, but that it, uh, it, uh, it definitely leaves it open for a sequel where I think it would be better if it just like the story bookended itself. Okay. You know, so I, I know that's not, shouldn't really affect it, but yeah, I kind of was like, this should be like its own little package. No, it's know? okay. Like I yeah. know I bitched a lot about the force awakens for being like, it needs a continuation to be a complete story. Exactly. So I think standalone, it doesn't work. And, and there's, there's some merit to that argument. So, but definitely, you know, any fan of like, um, you know, Japanese RPGs and stuff. I mean, even if you're not a fan, if you're just looking for like an awesome, like, like I said, grab you by the feels story, like mm-hmm. this one, it, it, it will, it will, it'll definitely bring you to those places. You know? Very so, cool. All right. So, what was the name of that one again? That was To the Moon. To the Moon. Yeah. All right, and is, and that's. I available. thought it was Inception at first. <laughs> <laughs> and that that one's available on also on Steam. On it's, Steam. Yeah, cool. These, these are very much, um, you know. PC exclusives, which I know they're not as readily available, but at the same token, they're not very graphically intensive games. Sure. So even if someone has a computer that's a few years old, they should still be able to jump on there and, and try these out. Sounds good. There is one other quick game I wanted to mention, but I have played the new Thimbleweed Park, which I know I've mentioned like nice. numerous times on the show. And as of right now, it's kind of got a pending review. Okay. I would say I'm giving it 4.5 hearts. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely the highest rated out of all these games that I've mentioned, but I'm still in the middle of playing it, so I don't feel as comfortable giving it a solid Sure, review, sure. So. And also, we did post up our poll earlier this week. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and make sure to check out that uncensored photo. No, it's an, it's an internet <laughs> poll. And it's able for you to choose what game we will be reviewing on the next episode of the Video Game Zone when we do our playthrough review. So we're going to be playing the game live and telling the audience about it. And we have three choices. We have Thimbleweed Park. We have Evolve, which just uh, got on the Games for Gold free download on Xbox uh, 360 and Xbox One. Uh-huh. And then we have the Disney Afternoon Collection, oh, which is going to be a medley of the original DuckTales, I think DuckTales 2, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck. Um, so a whole medley of old-school 8-bit games. So uh, go ahead and jump on our Facebook page at Power Hour of Love and vote for what game you want to hear in our playthrough review in two weeks. Which one of those would you pick, uh, Party Man, Will? Well, I was just going to say it. I, I, I need to address all of the 
all of the powerful our listeners out there. <laughs> I think we should write in a fourth choice. I think that we should vote to have Bez play Resident Evil 7. <laughs> <laughs> I did play Resident Evil 7. So I was very scared. I didn't like it. I'm not going to play the rest of the game. Not, I played not, the demo. Not, not the prologue, the, the whole game. <laughs> no, I got to play the whole thing. That should probably take me four years. I'd be scared, <laughs> taking a break every five minutes to you know, uh, watch uh, Powerpuff Girls or something. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely another game that I, I'm looking forward to the upcoming DLCs for those. Oh, the Powerpuff Girls? Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, well, that's going to wrap up Boyle's Best for this exciting new segment. Feel free to let us know what you think about that by giving us a call at one eight four four nine four four love or you can hit us up on our Gmail at powerhouroflove at gmail.com. Party Man Will, what do you think about hanging around as we jump into our next segment? Oh, I'm I wasn't waiting for an invite, man. I was planning on doing that. <laughs> well, we could just shut your mic off, so we figured we'd check. <laughs> and watch the ratings go down. Oh, that's down. right. Everybody who tunes in to your unscheduled appearance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so fuck it. We're going to forego the next song. Tune oh, yeah. in next week to hear some exciting new music. Um, and we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right into the next part of our segment here, which is... Video Game Zone. All right, so this week on the Video Game Zone, we're starting off with something strong, and it's the reason I wanted you to stick around, because for all the beautiful people out there who've been listening the last few weeks, you've heard me mention quite a few times the Star Trek Online game that I've been playing. Most of my friends are sick of hearing me talk about it, but they just poured it over to Not Xbox One. one. <laughs> and for, for anyone who hadn't guessed uh, up until this point, Party Man Will is the guy that I've been playing uh, <laughs> Star Trek Online with, uh, along with now oh, a, a yeah. number of my other friends have started playing, but... Party Man Will, we have got this really cool new game coming out here at the end of May that uh, we wanted to talk about and we wanted to get your opinion on because it is the new virtual reality-based game releasing May 30th, Star Trek Bridge Crew. That's You know what? Coincidentally, man, I just recently watched uh, the demo of it. Yeah, so so we we had this uh this demo that the, that they put out, and you're right, I would be feel comfortable calling it that, where they had uh Lavar Burton who played Jordy LaForge on the Next Generation. They had Carl Urban who is uh, playing uh, Leonard McCoy on the new movies for the classic Star Trek, and then they had Jerry Ryan, you know the oh my God, beautiful, <laughs> oh, enchanting Seven of Nine, and they all got a chance to play the game. And I was kind of disappointed. Like their captain on the ship was like the guy from Red Storm who like helped design the game. And I'm like, all right, that's kind of cheap, man. But I guess they're celebrities. You got to help them out a bit. Of <laughs> well, he was he was leading them through the game because even though, uh, except for Lavar Burton, man, if, if, if anybody out there watches this video, you're gonna see, man. And if you're familiar at all with with with, with any Star Trek, man, like mm -hmm. like Lavar, like it wasn't Lavar Burton. It was freaking Jordy, especially yeah. once he put the VR headset on. But Jerry Ryan and Carl Urban, they're just like. Yeah, we were just reading the script. We were just waiting around for a check. We don't know. No, no, going. it was. They're it was giving us a check to make this video. I don't know. It was so funny because I didn't realize Carl Urban's like not American, you yeah. know. So he has like a very thick accent there. And yeah, he's you, Australian. Yeah, well, yeah, you could tell he's like not a video game guy. Like he's yeah. like a workout guy, you know. Yeah. And Jerry Ryan was having a blast, but she was the helmsman, so she's piloting the ship, just smashing into every fucking thing, you know. But Jordy was like, "I'll be the engineer." 
Jordy, Lavar, Lavar was like, "I'll be the engineer." And no, just, you got it right, man. It was Jordy. He slayed it. It was so good. And even Carl Urban mentions it. He's like, "Boy, Lavar has got the uh, you know Star Trek lingo like down. Like he's over there, <laughs> and he's just like, we're diverting power to the shield and maximum warp on phase two. I've got the warp coils charged, but enemies are coming in. If we're gonna transport, we gotta drop the shit." And then, man, he was killing it. <laughs> That's funny, man. No, it look it looked very interesting. You know, I'm yeah. kind of just really diving into a lot of the Star Trek. I've always been a fan of the original mm. series, but I've been rewatched or I've been initially watching the next generation on, <laughs> on Netflix. So yeah, even better just, late than never. Uh, Absolutely. Even just, you know, not knowing as much as you guys do about Star Trek. Like it oh, definitely it definitely looked very interesting. And if we could all afford those VR helmets, that yeah. would definitely have been something that I would jump into as well. Oh yeah. So uh, to to give the audience kind of the brief description of what's going on, what they do is they have a four man team you have a captain, a helmsman, a tactical officer, and an engineer. And each one of you guys gets a station on the bridge. So you have may have heard me before mention that I, I'm not a big fan of VR. I think it's kind of a stupid idea to you know look around and walk around your house. I think it's dumb. But with this set of VR, the whole idea is you're on a, on a crew of the Enterprise. You're on the bridge. So you're just sitting in a chair pushing buttons in front of you. But as you look around, you can see the other players. You can see the damage in the room, sparks flying. And you really get the sense that you're on the bridge of the Enterprise. So it's really exciting. You, you use these little VR handsets to like actually touch the controls in front of you. And some of the people on other demos I've seen are actually able to high-five other avatars on the bridge using <laughs> these little handsets. Um, but it's, it's really interesting. You can look at the view screen to see where enemies are and things like this. And, you know, it, it seemed like a very immersive Star Trek experience. Absolutely. So, yeah, if, if you got a couple of friends who can all afford these VR sets, which I'm sure, you know, five years from now we're all going to have one anyways. Sure. Uh, this really looks like an exciting game. Like we said, it's coming out May 30th, and uh, we'll keep you posted on more reviews and more exciting news about that as we go on. Absolutely, man. Well, we've got some other cool video game news to share with you, uh, Party Man Will. Uh, you're you're a big fan of GameStop, correct? Oh, I mean, I've certainly gone there, and I've uh, I don't have one close to where I live currently, so just to avoid that hassle and you know having to be like, oh, do you want to buy this and you want to buy this, like I just. I got a Walmart to get, you know. Yeah, well, I can tell you, I fucking think GameStop sucks. <laughs> I fucking hate it. And I know everyone's probably just sick of me bitching out here. But you know what? Like, if I buy a brand new game, I want it fucking wrapped in a wrapper, okay? <laughs> and I know that's a stupid, <laughs> petty-ass gripe point, to have. <laughs> but I fucking hate that. I want to open it myself, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you, well, you know what? Since you brought it up, Charbel, and just real quick, I want to throw this out there. Like, all, like in all fairness to GameStop, I got a full refund for an open and played game. It was wow. pretty cool. So. That that's pretty wild, man. Well, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And what's what's you know, every business has the people that work there that are cool and things like that that are cool. But just a lot of the overall policies of GameStop, like I never really enjoyed. Like I don't like how small it is, how little money they give you for buying back games and sure, stuff like that. Sure. There's a lot of things I just don't like about it, and I don't mean to get off on a rant or really harp them. But I'm not surprised that our news story today revolving around GameStop is that they could be closing up to 250 stores due to drop. Dropping profits. So definitely, uh, Party Man, well, just in case you did have have a favorite game stop that you did go to return your stuff or, <laughs> or your buddy that, that lets you return open uh, software, uh, it might not be there too much longer. Just in, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I don't, we don't know the list of ones that are definitely closing, but like El Bandito said, up to 250 stores could be closing their doors. 
Well, I hate to say it, but I'm probably one of the reasons because, as I said earlier, man, I've just been going to Walmart to get my games. So yeah, no, no doubt. I, I download everything now. Like, sure. I don't want a physical copy of some shit. I'm going to break like an idiot. <laughs> but again, too, our next story up here says that GameStop believes that the Nintendo Switch will be hard to find for the majority of the rest of this year. Um, but are we going to put too much stock into GameStop? Of course, it's going to be hard to find for them. They don't even have any fucking stores <laughs> open. It's going to be hard to find if your fucking store ain't open. It's going to be hard to find a GameStop. <laughs> so, uh, One thing I know we did want to mention real quick, I know we're all you know Xbox One owners here, which, you know, hey, don't, you know, we're not hating on hate. the PS4 or anything like that. You know, as, as I said earlier, I definitely still play stuff on the computer mm -hmm. as well. Uh, but they have been saying that the Xbox One has been suffering due to the PS4 having multiple high-selling exclusive titles. Yeah, and this is a really interesting story because this was actually Forbes that posted some like several articles over the last few days. Most recently with the Xbox One and the PS4, the exclusive titles have been like the huge selling points because both of those consoles are just done right. They got mm -hmm. the Blu-ray players, they've got the nice internet connection stuff, you know, and the exclusives have really been a huge selling point. So for the last few months, um, Xbox has been completely just not putting out any exclusives. They, they have about six titles that have come out on PS4 that are what they call unanswered, which means that they've put them out and they're like Microsoft isn't announcing that anything's coming out. They haven't put anything out. But just real quick, we'll run through them. Uncharted 4 uh, came out for PS4 last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's actually like, man, I watched the trailer for that. It looks great. I'm not a PS4 owner, so I feel like I'm missing out. Sure. Like I looked at that trailer and, man, it's two minutes long. And I'm like, I want to know what happens in that story. <laughs> so that was a damn good trailer. Um, they, they, they've also got a couple of games coming out here. One is called Nio. Uh, that looks like a you know Japanimation sort of game about samurai warriors or something. That didn't look too exciting. Um, and then they have Near uh, Automata. Automata. I, I don't know what this is, but it looks like Nio, but like in the future, like you know, like they both they look like the same game to me. Um, so I wasn't too interested in that. They have this really crazy looking game called Gravity Rush, okay. which is where you can control the gravity in the game. So you can run like straight up the side of a building, hover oh. in the air, you can slam down on top of enemies. So it's this kind of almost like, it, it, dude, it honestly reminds me of like a Nintendo 64 game okay. because it's this kind of cheesy, chippy looking game okay. where they're okay. just kind of playing with the mechanics of the world for the first time kind gotcha, of stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. So that, that's what it reminds me of. And I have to say, it's not something really like, oh my God, the greatest thing ever, but it definitely looked fun. But, okay. you know, teaming up with Uncharted 4, the Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, that's man, big. Just watching the trailer for that, that's a game that you're like, man, that, that's got some wild stuff going on. I mean... I had heard this was very comparable to Breath of the Wild, mm -hmm. um, but watching it, it's a really exciting looking game. You know, you're, you're almost a Native American sort of Indian type tribe. Okay. Um, and, you, and you feel like this is disturbing the balance of nature and everything, even though nature is made of robot. So it was really <laughs> compelling. I thought it was really cool. I mean, really caught my attention a lot more than Breath of the Wild did. So I think I'd be running out to get a PS4 long before I'd ever get a Switch, but... You know, well, hey, only time's going to tell on that one, right? Sure, <laughs> so, sure, sure. But one thing I have to mention in regard to the uh, exclusive title war was a lot of people are absolutely saying, you know, those six titles are unanswered by Xbox One. Mm -hmm. So Xbox One is completely losing the exclusives war. 
Uh, but Microsoft really isn't. I mean, if we we just talked about six different games that are like exclusive for PC, yeah, and uh, among hundreds and dozens of titles that are exclusive to PC or you know Apple, but you know neither one's going to be on the Xbox One or the PS4. Yeah. So you think of games like StarCraft, The Sims, Civilizations, you know. Yep. Um, so Kentucky. I don't think Microsoft is worried about exclusives. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, I'm sure they want their console to sell well, but yeah, sure. it doesn't seem like they're really sweating it. But Party Man Will is a huge Halo fan, which, yeah. you know, is a Xbox exclusive. So, you know, maybe they're just saving that in the canon for, you know, the upcoming. But I mean, you know, I know there's this whole thing with the Scorpios coming. Out, so mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know if they're like kind of just abandoning the one. Yeah, you know, well, it, yeah that was one thing they yeah. were talking about. Is the Scorpio going to make a PC? Not the thing to have. Yeah, you know? could be. So we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, they're so secretive about that. You know, it, it really could be some next gen, next gen for once. You know, absolutely. But we got one last story here that Senor Boyle wants to go over, and he exclusively wanted to have Party Man Will's opinion. So make sure you listen close as he reads this one for you. All right. So Brian Fargo, which is mostly known for being the original creator of Fallout plans to retire from the video game industry after the release of his next upcoming PC game, Wasteland 3, in 2019. Now, Party Man Will, we know you're a big Fallout fan. Brian Fargo was very instrumental in the first two Fallout games, but of course, since it's moved to Bethesda and such, he hasn't had any involvement, but he's gone off to make um, the Wasteland sequels, which Wasteland is actually... Uh, what Fallout thrive to be the spiritual successor of. So would this be a game you might be interested in checking out? Oh, what's, what's the format? Well, it, it's definitely on, you know, it's not going to be on a console. It would be on a PC. But um, it, it's more akin to the earlier Fallout games opposed to the... Um, the 3D ones. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the ones that, you know, it's kind of like Diablo. Would this sound like something that you'd be interested to kind of play a game that's created by the guy who made Fallout, but this is more of a, you know, a spiritual successor to an earlier game? Uh, I got to be honest with you, man. I, I would probably have to, like, see you play it first. I would really have <laughs> to, like, get some kind of a demo because I just, it, man, if it ain't Fallout, it ain't Fallout, like spiritual <laughs> predecessor or otherwise, man. I'm just kind of... You know, if it ain't got super mutants, if it ain't got the brotherhood, then I'm just kind of. Well, yeah. well, look, all you beautiful people heard it here first. We'll be doing our playthrough review 2019 for <laughs> Wasteland 3 and make sure that all, all you people out there know what Charboil and El Bandito and the Power Hour of Love have to say about the spiritual predecessor of the enticing, wonderful game Fallout. And speaking of Fallout, man, this is a perfect way to kind of lead into our next musical break. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely flattered that this new and upcoming artist has uh, is going to be featured on the Power Hour of Love because he's a good friend of mine, <laughs> my alter ego, my pseudonym, the yin to my yang. Next up, we have a song by Chavez entitled Fallout. Oh 
never changes. And that was Fallout by Chavez. I have to say, El Bandito, that I really enjoyed that track. Oh, yeah? Did you dig that one? <laughs> Absolutely, man. No, that was very well composed. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. Like, of course, you know, I'm a huge Fallout fan. You're <laughs> a big, well, obviously a big Fallout fan. So it's just like. Yeah, I, I like all the little Ron Perlman drops in there, oh, here and yeah. there. You know, it, it really lets you know that who whoever put this whole ensemble of music together that's all synthesized and kind of done with loops and little beats and stuff like this is this is one sexy motherfucker. <laughs> I can tell you that just right just by hearing it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. But yeah, great job. Very cool. I'm glad we were able to share that with all the Power Hour listeners and definitely fit right in there with our extra extended edition of the video game zone. Everyone's favorite segment. Absolutely. We always, they always like when it gets an extension. <laughs> But if you're looking for something fun and exciting to do outside of your house, uh, we are going to let you know where the action is happening coming up in your South Florida, Central Florida area in our events section coming up right now. Oh, yeah, right now. Hey, man, yeah, April 8th, which is this upcoming Saturday, we got Nation of Decay returning for the first time in many months. Hell yeah. You know, we had heard that, you know, Scott Dickinson and his wife and stuff, they were going through some health problems mm-hmm. and stuff. Well, I guess everything's looking good. So, you know, Scott and the boys are getting back to Rocket, and they're going to be like, you know, hanging with some of their friends, and they're going to be doing this down at the Brewitarian in Stewart. What's really cool, this is an all-ages show. Mm-hmm. Also, it's completely free. Nice. And they're going to have drink specials, you know, made up around the the show. So, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, so we're happy to hear that they're getting back into the swing of things, and hopefully everything's doing well with them. So get on down and check them out at the Brewitarian and Stewart, Saturday, April 8th. But if you're all tuckered out from a nice night of partying, make sure to get up on Sunday, April 9th, and head down to the South Florida Wing Fest. That's right, it's a whole festival dedicated to nothing but chicken wings. So all of you carb-free fans out there, go down and sink your teeth into some delicious fleshy treats of... Chicken! 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 Chicken, everybody! Chicken! 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 Absolutely, man. You know I love the chicken wings. Where is that happening? That is going to be at Tradition Square up in Port St. Lucie. That's West I-95 out there. It's from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. There's going to be over 20 wing vendors selling wings that I can only imagine of all sorts of varieties. Oh, yeah. So if you like the hot wings, if you like them sweet, if you like them barbecue if you like them naked, come on down to the South Florida Wing Fest in Tradition Square, Port St. Lucie, Sunday, April 9th. This is a kid-friendly event, so make sure everybody get the strollers out, come on down, and have some chicken wings. Definitely get down there and try all the different flavors. Well, hey, man, you know, after, you know, partying with Nation of Decay and eating tons of wings, the following week, which is uh, April 13th through the 16th, up at the Orlando County Convention Center, they're going to be celebrating Star Wars Celebration. You know it, El Bandito. But yeah, man, you know, Star Wars is huge right now. Oh, yeah. So Star Wars is always huge, yeah. but they're celebrating the release coming out next Tuesday of Rogue One. And oh, what a time yeah. to do it at the Orlando Convention Center, having a great big Star Wars celebration. It's $75 for the whole day. Come on out. It's 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Come check out. I'm sure you'll see plenty of people in costume. Make sure to wear your costume. Oh, Get yeah. your, your, your hair up in the Princess Leia buns. Tighten up your buns and come on out and check it out. <laughs> Didn't you just tell me that I've been kind of resembling the Chewbacca lately? So I did, I you did. Know, maybe I just need to go walk around. We're going to send you and, and Party Man Will out there with no shirts. <laughs> so you can just be the uh, the Wookiee crew coming w- in. <laughs> Wookiee crew, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Very cool, man. So what we got towards the end of the month? All right. Well, last but not least, Movies of Lake Worth is at it again. Coming on down, bringing classic horror movies to the silver screen. So go on down and check them out on April 28th for $10 at 9.30 p.m. Begins the Day of Dead. Oh, man. The George Romero classic. That's the third part in his Dead Trilogy. Well, now it's not a trilogy. It was a trilogy for the longest time. And then he made <laughs> Land of the Dead, da 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 blah, 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 all these other deads. But, you know, this is like the third part of like, you know, from Night of the Living Dead, then Dawn of the Dead, and now Day of the Dead. So. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, if you're looking to cap off the trilogy, you never saw the last one in theaters, however it shook down, get on down, check it out on the big screen. Um, they always have prizes. They have full movie theater concession. I mean, it's a great time. Movies at Lake Worth really does it right. Um, is this still the Morbid Movies? It absolutely is. Yeah, it's still being put on by Morbid Movies. So definitely a big shout out to them for keeping it rolling. You got it. All right. Well, that's what you guys got to look forward to. And if you haven't got your taste buds wet yet for Wingfest or for Nation of Decay, we're going to give you a little taste right now with Nation of Decay. Lose, lose.
And that was Nation of Decay with their track, Lose Lose. What'd you think of that track, Senor Boyle? I dug it, man. You know, I remember seeing Nation of Decay back at the Green Jello show at the Stillery back in uh, August. Absolutely. And yeah, man, they rocked the house. So I'm yeah, very yeah. happy to hear that they're coming back for the show at the Brewitarian this Saturday. Yeah, I like that they have a sort of like dark energy to them, you know, like they get out there and it, it's almost like scary music. You know, oh, I, I like absolutely. that. Yeah, they definitely have that, that metal personification, you know, like yes. they're, they're not sitting around here being like, yeah, we're kind of a punk band sometimes. sometimes. No, these guys are metal. <laughs> you know, definitely they'd do that cover of Pantera and stuff. And yeah, yeah. and super nice guys. But oh, like, yeah, man, when they're yeah. in the zone, they're in the zone and that's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tons of merchandise and yeah. stuff, T-shirts, CDs and stuff. So definitely when you guys go to check them out at the Brewitarian, uh, bring out some bucks and throw it their way. Absolutely. But all right, we had another exciting show this week. We hope all of you liked our WrestleMania 33 wrap-up. We'd love yep. to know what your opinions and what your thoughts about the event were, so make sure to hit us up on our Facebook page or hit us up on PowerHourOfLove at gmail.com, or you can give us a call at 1-844-944-LOVE on the brand-new Love Line and let us know what you thought of WrestleMania 33. What what We never really discussed what predictions of ours came right. Oh, but, that's uh, true. You know, that's yeah. in the past. We don't live in the past. You guys live in the past. Yep. So right. go to Podbean, download it, listen to our predictions, and then compare it to who got it right, and then feel free to call or email <laughs> us and call us idiots and say we didn't know what we were talking about. <laughs> but, uh, but no, we had a great time. Thank you to Party Man Will for giving us a ring. Absolutely. And for talking to us about all the exciting games. We hope you guys like this extra long video game segment. Like we said, in two weeks, we're going to actually be playing... Uh, a game in our playthrough review so make sure you jump on our facebook page and vote on the poll for what game you'd like to hear in two weeks otherwise make sure to join us next week for our podunk news and our exciting conversation about the upcoming dc lineup including the new trailer for the justice league oh yeah man i can't wait to dive into that one yeah this week was mostly video game stuff next week we're getting deep into the comics <laughs> So make sure to tune in here, same bad time, same bad channel, next Thursday night, 10 p.m., only on Podunk Radio. Yeah. I don't understand. Things were going so great, but what happened? Something must have happened. It's not you. It's me. Uh, listen, I was thinking... We should break up or whatever. I am breaking up with you. Consider that a divorce.